Saying low, Apple Music. A very small town in a very large state. Florida is just a deep place for contrasts. Sunny beaches and hurricanes, golf courses and swamps. A Vidom Fike childhood filled with good times and dark times. That's the balance on the brand new album and it's what brought us to Naples, Florida to tour some really meaningful landmarks. We start by knocking on the front door of this wild story. We end the day staring at the horizon. Hello. Hello. <laughs> What's going on? Welcome. How's it going? Hi. Hi. Zane. Zane. Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Welcome How are you? Good. Welcome to Florida, dude. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad to be in an air-conditioned room. Well, it's lovely out there, though. It's very hot yeah. outside. It's hot outside. Let's keep it cold so, inside. This is the crib. Welcome to the crib. This is oh. where we keep all the photos of uh, me. I personally took all these and keep them here. Did you also personally put your own plaques up on the wall? I put these up here. I made them myself, designed them all myself, and yeah. put them up there. I have a lot more. You know, this wall can only fit four. These are the ones that you manifested from an early age. It's so professional looking. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, I'm it does good. good work. You could bootleg these kind of things for other artists I'm who are good. also looking for silver records. They're silver? <laughs> I thought it was plaid. <laughs> I don't know if that's silver, bud, but... <laughs> Thanks for inviting us in. You're welcome. Enjoy. Thanks. Wait, where are you going? I need you. You gotta, oh. gotta hang out. We got, we got a question. Oh, my got, oh, my God. You can't leave. <laughs> I got more questions for you than I have for him right now. Yeah. Um, no, this is cool. It's really nice to um, to be here and to, and to meet you and to see you again, dude, on the eve of releasing this album, which to me feels like such an important record for your life. You think so? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, I feel like you've come home on this album. With a different mindset than when you left on the last one you know what i mean mm. like i don't know you tell me what it's like to kind of come back to naples now versus what it was like to grow up here i mean growing up here it's not as difficult i have a lot more you know opportunities i can get into the ac more often i'm not outside trying to find a place to fucking get a water mm. but um mm. it doesn't feel much different i don't know the album's cool man it's a collection of songs you know, I didn't feel like it was like, I'm not, I'm not often like writing for a purpose when it comes to an album. It's kind of just cathartic. I mean, it's crazy. I look around this room and even just through the photos and stuff, I'm like, feel like I'm in elements of the album. I don't know, like Alex's front teeth. Yeah, he really was oh, missing yeah. his front teeth. For yeah. a long time right too. In here. Yeah. So many years. When we spoke about Empire the other day, you're like, sometimes I just like to write and it doesn't necessarily need to have any kind of deeper meaning to your story or whatever but yeah are, i mean that was, that was different that was i don't know man I, I i bullshit all the time i i write songs for many different purposes sometimes i do have like thoughts in mind but i, I try not to and and i'm sorry i just started sitting down you guys want to sit down yeah i'll sit down sure um i try not to sorry mom about my shoes you're good we're gonna um, get a new couch after keo graduates five or something i don't know because I found it really corny. I think I was just on Instagram and like the way that m we're kind of like putting out music nowadays, uh, you, you know how you have to post it and you comment and you, you have to like be in everyone's face all the time. It kind of like artists were like, well, what do I have to talk about? And then they're like, oh, well, let me just talk about how I made this song and how emotional it was and how, you know. Right. But then the song will be like whatever. Trying to cheat a connection a little bit. Yeah, it's I feel yeah super trying to cheat a connection. That's a good way to put it. I feel like that was just really bothering me. I was listening to an interview um, with Julian Casablancas. Oh, I was telling you about this when mm. he's just like making songs to just dance to. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And if people find some sort of deeper meaning in it, that's cool too. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's your meaning. 
And um, how we take it as fans is that's the trade, right? And a lot of times we apply it to our lives. We search for the deeper meaning because that actually helps us. Um, yeah. You know, that's kind of, that's the unspoken relationship. That's something that, you know, you probably shouldn't analyze. But there are things that, that definitely show up, like staring at the photo albums on, you know, how much is weed. And wow, did you bring this album? I did. A lot of this album reminds me of like the nostalgic days. Cute. Remember when you had that pet polar bear? Yeah, died a really <laughs> brutal, horrible death. This looks like good times. I mean, photo albums always do. You're not going to put the miserable ones in there. Right. Yeah, um, right. No, you. I uh, she would. <laughs> There's some pretty crusty ones in there. There are. Yeah. But you know, I think already fans of your music know to some degree how unique a childhood you had. Yeah. And that will probably come out over the course of the day because we'll go visit some of the spots and stories may come, they may not. But this looks like good times. Like, I think it's important. That's what photo albums are good for. They remind us that it wasn't all tough. Right. No. Photo albums it really and music. It's a music nice Music will bring dude. you back to wherever you were whenever you heard that song. I always felt like. Yeah. When did you realize that Dom was showing an interest in music that was that went beyond just like all kids where it's like listen, dance, move, drum, hit things and it became more They've had that odd talent since they were really little and like I said, Dom used to pick up anything and make music with it. Dom was this the most passive, quiet yeah. child growing up. Like you never heard anything out of it. Alex was always the one that's just ruckus after yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chasing him around but dom was always like the observer soup like not out, yeah not outgoing but very just like <laughs> taking everything watch right. always watching yeah it's funny i think that sometimes music shows up it shows up for people who who end up making their life out of it and it, every time in ways that um you can never truly understand when you first fall in love with it it's almost like it finds you and it serves you and it gives you the opportunity to express yourself. Um, but it, it also, it's important you find that inspiration through other artists, right? Like, what were you, there's some of those artists, I know you've got one on your hand, but yeah, John Frusciante, but who really kind of helped you form your musical identity? Who are the people that you credit with that? I kind of remember making some of the songs on the demos, like there's a song called West Coast Collective, that's yeah. kind of like power chords, drums, just da-na, da-na, yeah. and I think I liked the song structure of Weezer songs, Yeah. how they're just like, I mean, it's not so straightforward as verse, chorus, verse, chorus, but there's always like a random guitar solo. Oh, I think Rivers like is striving for the Pepe Pop song every time. He is, but yeah, so I like that kind of pop, kind of UK, like, sort of guitar crunch sound, but I mean, as far as like vocal tone, I think I was always trying to like, kind of get like a strokes vocal tone, you know, that's like really what I've always wanted. I've always wanted to just sing like, Strictly for the Sonics, kind of like like uh, Damon Albarn, mm. like you know how it's mm. kind of just, you don't really need to hear what they're saying. It's just a sonic, it's just another sound. It's like a guitar solo. Yeah, I think that both of those are great examples of that, and they have recorded vocals at times when I'm not sure exactly what they're saying. And I yeah, and you know uh, Anthony Kiedis does that a lot too. So I mean, I was really kind of focused on just trying to ma make my voice kind of a, a second like guitar. I was listening to a. Uh, um, Sam Cooke song. Mm -hmm. It was a Sam Cooke song and there was a trumpet in it, mm. like halfway through it. It was one of his popular ones. I was like, damn, I would never fit. Because there's some days when I'm like, why am I even making music? It doesn't make sense. My voice sucks. It's all nasally. I can barely play the guitar that well. I just, I'm slowly losing sanity. <laughs> but then other days I was listening to that trumpet on the Sam Cooke song and I was like, well, I could be the trumpet. I was like, I don't really, there's no area that I could fit in 
this song. Like, mm -hmm. this is already a perfect song. But then the trumpet came in, I was like, oh, I could do that. Like, kind of like yell a frequency that complements this mix. And, and that's typically what I'm doing vocally on everything. I'm just kind of like searching for the tone that glues it all together, elevates the mix of instruments that I typically create. I'd have to ask them, but I, I don't know if any of my favorite singers ever started out liking their voice. Oh and yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah. I think I think it comes from somewhere else. It doesn't come from a place of like uh, conventional value. Like oh, I sound great, or right. this tastes delicious. You know, those mm -hmm. are things you can kind of like measure. It's something else, right? It's like a need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. When I hear your music on the demos, I was shocked at how like melodically adventurous you were being, mm. even at that early stage. Mm. I felt I, I I didn't feel like you were scared. To sing hell yeah um yeah the early stages i think i mean i was already kind of rapping you know yeah and, and i had this dude named cappy who would kind of like whenever i would go off on like those like melodic tangents he would do his best to kind of like dial them back structure them sort of like auto-tune whatever needed to be or let be whatever you know was kind of raw and, and cool yeah and i think i was just already kind of accustomed to to doing everything vocally because I was just a rapper kind of deal. And then when I started playing guitar, I think it made it easier for me to be a little bit more adventurous melodically. Mm. Um, but I, there was a constant struggle of like trying to be adventurous melodically and using your voice as like a frequency. And then there's also like lyricism. I feel like I had a lot to say at the time. So it was like this constant battle between wanting to bury my vocal and wanting to scream and, what you and wanting to actually yeah. be heard. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, we've danced around the idea of doing interviews in family homes and things like that before and I've always been a bit like oh, I don't want it to be inauthentic right. but as soon as we arrived today it, it, it felt really sort of like we were getting a genuine family experience and so thank you and also I think that's because um, there's a lot of love in why this home exists right there is this is your family base exactly I was asked earlier like do I have family here and all I could think of was like the family that I created like this is what this is our thing. Mm. It's always been like that. It's been like super close. I remember one of the songs about how it's just, it's always been just us. And then Apple came along and it was mm. just, you know, it's just very, it's very organically crocheted together. And it's, and it's small right now, but I know the, you know, the family will grow. Yeah. But it is what we have, what we made. Everyone goes through all kinds of traumas and challenges in their life. What's cool about being here is I feel like, uh, this is all by choice. Like somehow you've been able to make it into something that has, again, has a purpose. It's not just a reflection of the past. It's like it feels like something that's has joy to it now, you know? Yeah, I tried to put into them that whoever you have with you or those are the people that you're going to have with you forever. Yeah. You know, and it's like there's a lot of chaos with the Internet and all that stuff now. But bringing it back to basics, like we have each other and people are important. Emotions are important you know, every day. You can mold yourself on what you've been through mm. or, you know, you can keep it moving and just keep loving. And like when you do good things, like good things will keep happening. It will all evolve. Moms is nice, man. Yeah, she's yeah. the best, dude. Yeah, She's a nice lady. She's a real neighborhood mom. Oh yeah? Yeah. Everyone knows her up down the street? Yeah, they come over here for like food and shelter. So we all know the story, you know, she spent time in prison, you spent time in prison, you've both been incarcerated for things. We have both been incarcerated. That's yeah. right. And um, when I see you together like that, I, I can't make sense of that, right? It, in the small amount of time I've spent seeing the chemistry, so how does someone who's so smart, like your mom, who 
seems just so cool and people instantly like her um, end up in a situation like that? Yeah, I saw it a lot when I was a kid. I feel like it's just really hard for her. Um, and the people here, we're just always at odds. Like yesterday we were out on the beach and I was staying at this hotel down the street and we asked them to set up a picnic for us on the beach. And, you know, we're on this private beach and, and, and these people come over just like kind of, you know, old white people. And they, they're just like, what are you guys doing here? Who like, uh, who set this up for you guys? And it, was, it wasn't really like asking who set it up because they know, you know, yeah, this is a private beach. It was more like, what are you guys doing here? They resent it. And she's always kind of dealt with that. I mean, long before I had to, obviously. And yeah. she's like, I mean, part of it's this chip on her shoulder that these, these people have kind of put there through that kind of confrontation. And then another part of it is just not having the, the same amount of money as all these people. And you're just constantly at odds with like the upper class here. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. no real middle class. It's like low, kind of upper. So for someone like yourself who's gone away and become successful to other people's idea of what success is, I don't know, we'll get to what you, know, what you deem success, but mm. you know, money. You're, yeah, <laughs> money. No, but like, that's it, right? Kinda, yeah. You go, you make your money, you come back, you re you've been reinvesting it in, into your neighborhood as well, right? Helping your family out, friends yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I wanna talk a bit about that because that's a really interesting equation. Because on the one hand, it makes sense. You go and make money, you wanna help the people out that you love. But on the other hand, especially for a young man, because you know you were young when you st started doing that, mm. there's, I can, I'd imagine there's a lot of pressure that comes with that as well. You write about that at times on, re on the records. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> it stopped being super, I mean, in the beginning, I, I felt like it was a lot of this pressure. I just felt like none of this was certain, this whole music thing. I think I've always had a big problem with like security and safety, because right. I moved around so much as a kid, and right. I never really felt like I had a home. You know. That also explains why you would help others to find homes. Absolutely, and, it's yeah. like my favorite thing in the world. But yeah, I think it, it comes from that, just not feeling very safe. Yeah. Do you think you made decisions that were more rooted in the desire to, to find security than perhaps because it was the right thing to do for your music? Do you think you've been trying to untangle that a little bit yeah, over time? Yeah, uh, a big part of it is Reed helps me do that. Sometimes I just like, am, I'm so, I still have this mindset of like being here and having to get that next check or, yeah. or making sure that we're just like you know and it has influenced decisions but we're kind of dialing it back i feel safer now yeah Nowadays. yeah that's what i hear on the new album man i hear it's like a lot of the thrash that was around you on the demos and then i think a lot of fans have, have seen the, M the myt piece um yeah, yeah, yeah. and the kind of purpose behind why you were signed the deal you're really honest about all that because that's what i wanted to ask you like why why did you make another album you know like your last one kind of told a lot of the story You've gone on and become something else to people. You can act now, you can do other things, but you've really put your heart and soul into this new record. And I, and I just wanted to know what, is this kind of it for you now? You realize like, you know what, I am fully committed to music. Like, yeah, I mean, I've been fully committed to music and, and this album is like one of many uh, compilations of just like, dude, I'm honestly always in the studio. I'm always making like so much music, you know? Yeah. Um, even now with this rollout, I'm sitting here like pestering everybody like, yo, just let me put this one song. Yeah. I have this new song that I made. Let me just put it out. I know they're going to fuck with it. And everyone's like, you got an album that's yeah. not even out yet. I'm like, yeah. nah, but this one, you know, I'm always like that. I'm always, so this is like, I did definitely put my heart into like a lot of these songs, but not, not for the intention of it being like a whole album. And I think I was kind of against like making albums for a little bit. Isn't it really about get, being able to get, get a collection of thoughts together and, and look is. at the body of work? That's all it is. I think artists like making albums because it gives them an opportunity to to, to get a, yeah a whole idea out. I get that. I feel like I, I can do that in a, in maybe four songs. 
Let's talk about the actual creation of this album. It totally deserves some time. The sound is awesome. The tempo, the feel, it's really broad sounding. There's a lot of different, like, it feels like there's a lot of different tones and feelings to it. Um, how did you sort of put it together in one kind of, like you said, like an album form? Because some songs are vastly different to the other. A lot of them are old songs, like like more than half of them are, are very old. Wow. Like three years old. The first song is like, was supposed to go on the first album. Hmm. Um, wow, that makes kind of sense actually. And it makes sense yeah. today because I came in thinking that there was a body of work that was related to how you feel right now. No. And I can tell all. actually that even just in having some of the conversations about some of the subject matter, you're a little bit like, man, you know, like I'm past a lot of that. I'm so past it. And this, this whole, another thing with the, the routine of the industry is like waiting a year before you, before the album comes out. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. And, and I don't think there should be some sort of illusion about it. Yeah. Like, I'm psyched about the songs, but realistically, I made the songs like three years ago. So let's talk about. I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and like, you know, pretend yeah. I didn't make these songs like three years ago. No, that actually really helps me today. Yeah. Because now I'm like, all right, let's talk about right now. Yeah. I'm let's talk about life right now. Yeah. Like, what's going on in life right now? Like, what's important to you right now beyond music? Like, how has your lifestyle changed and, and what's, what's life like now? I feel good. Routine, working out, working um, out, coffee. What about therapy and things like that, doing the work? I like therapy. I just recently stopped doing it, though. I got to find a good therapist. I, I'm always going to these, like, really old white ladies that, uh, that are great, but uh, we don't have a lot in common. Yeah. I like it when I, like, I'm talking to a female therapist. Yeah. Just because they just calm me down. But there's also, like, we don't share a lot of the same life experiences. So that's been tough. I just quit therapy recently, though, because it was just like I wasn't getting anything out of it. And yeah. I'm, it's so like I'm paying so much to go. I stopped for a while. And then when yeah. I got back into it, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer. If you can, you should. It's good to just, sure. to just give the mind some, sure. some support. Talking about like this kind of need for security and then you can't control life, right? So you're constantly in an insecure environment because how the fuck can you control it if what's going to happen? Yeah. And so that's where all that kind of outsider stuff comes from. But family really helps. And I wondered kind of, your relationship with your younger bro seems really important. It's good, yeah. You know, and you shared a lot of experiences when you were kids as well growing up. How do you yeah. think it's affected him? I mean, do you keep an eye on him? I do keep an eye on him. I actually just sent him to damn rehab. He's good now. Yeah, we shared a lot of experiences. I mean, that's like my best friend, you know, since I was a little kid. Yeah, that's like the one person that, I, that knows every single thing about me is my little brother. And then I can always just be completely honest with. There's no one on planet Earth that I can like be completely honest with, except for that kid. You know, we, we grew up together, two years apart, best friends, shared everything. You know, food, beds, um, all that. So that's my guy. Does he make music? He does make music. He's really good. He's got a better voice than I do. Alex sounds good, dude. Um, he's just got a baby right now. And, you know, I'm trying to move him out to California. Nice. Give him a real shot at this shit, you know? So it's crazy you're driving around Naples today and just looking around the last 24 hours and sort of realizing this is where you grew up. and no Did? Yeah, yeah, just like figuring it out. And, and it seems really kind of sleepy and quiet. Sleepy beach town. Yeah. That's how I describe it. Should we go for a drive? I'd like that, yeah. Let's do it. Wow, look at those clouds, bro. I guess you get used to the sunshine and, but the fucking clouds are doomed. It's cool because it, it'll it'll be the best day ever for a second and then it'll suddenly rain, which is nice because when you're at the beach getting drunk all day and then this shit kind of washes it off of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, seriously. Yeah. That's like what we would do here. I mean, this is what you do in this town. You get fucked up. That's like the only thing that people do here. Just go to the beach and drink? 
Hell yeah. Is that what, what, what's the whole sunburn thing? I mean, the album title's fascinating. Well, cause yeah, we were just like really, I don't know, there's something free and like sexy about Florida and like the sun, you know, like tan lines on, and everyone's just like got barely any clothes on and we're all running around just like screaming profanities that the world probably w wouldn't be ready for. And like a lot of the jokes in Florida, you can't say in LA. Mm. So it's uncancelable. Yeah, un you're uncancelable here. What's it like when you come back and, and because as you said, it's a small town, so you still know a lot of people here, right? The yeah. frame of reference is close and yet you've done all this traveling and moved around and stuff. Yeah. Um, how do you relate to, to your friends? Um, we're still all cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, all of us are really good. Um, I'm mad normal, dude. I, I think I just, I don't, I'm not constantly walking around with like security and yeah, fucking yeah. hopping out of black cars and like, you know, I'm still the same. I just go talk to my friends. I still dress the same. It's not really that different. Has this place changed much since when you grew up in it? It's changed a lot. It's gotten a lot bigger, and it's obviously, like, gentrified and shit. Yeah. It's, it's like, like I was saying, the fastest-growing place. I mean, it's shit's, like, popping out of the ground every day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were your teenage years like? Teenage yeah. years were very hectic. Um, I mean, I obviously moved around a lot. That was more, like, it was, like, very unstable time for me, mentally, physically, just kind of, like, all, all over the place. A lot of music, though, and really, like, figuring out. I think the thing that got me through my teenage years was like the studio and the community that I found in music in this very small town. Yeah. Maybe five or six kids were making music and I kind of like, you know, rounded them up and we kind of created this movement. I think, you know, cause I was like homeless a lot of the time and I think what got me through that was just my friends in music. Yeah. So yeah, teenage years here were kind of a bitch, dude. No one wants to see, you know what I'm saying? All these people are enjoying their lunches and their margaritas no one wants to see me with like face tats like hungry as shit on the side of you know it's like i was kind of an eyesore it's awful to be in your hometown and and not feel like you fit in just simply because the means aren't there yeah but the music the music kind of saves you yeah i feel like in music fans from all over the world kind of almost pluck us out of obscurity like yeah. their favorite characters from around the music world and 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 typically there is like this fucked up little you know story behind it all about how you got picked how you made it to the to the you know podium so to speak to like yeah. be able to speak your truth to all these people yeah it's kind of like the fucking hunger games but there's typically a little <laughs> there's a typically a little sad story you know but like you were saying before your last album coming out it's probably good that it kind of put things in a, in a more in a, in a more rational context because how could you have ever lived up to that level of hype that level of expectation and at the beginning yeah the whole expectation thing i think that's a big part of me kind of feeling a way about like promoting the album and even talking about it it's just i don't like to build the expectation you don't want to go back there i think it just it, i had such a bad taste in my mouth from the last time that it happened you know yeah, yeah. do you have peer like peers like other musicians other artists that you can relate to in that level honestly like me being trying to trying to get my life together and like be sober and shit kind of cut me off from a lot of those people and uh, and we're very busy as artists, you know. Yeah, true. We're always all over the world, like Bakar, like Omar, Apollo, like all these. Like I would love to go hang out with them, but I'm in Florida. Fucking Omar's probably in God Spain or some shit. Bakar's yeah. in the UK. Like yeah, yeah. That's tough. I want like a mentor though. I would like like an older mentor that I could. That's why I was talking about therapy. I can't relate to my damn therapist. I was like, maybe if I was talking to someone that's been through a little bit of this shit, but I don't even have that. I don't, have, you know, I hang out with fucking alone i'm alone in lower canyon and it's weird for me because like i'm just so codependent on human beings and i love having them around and having them to talk to and i feel like everyone else is more accustomed to being on their own and like i feel like i'm the only one that's catching this learning curve i think that was a big thing of sobriety like whenever i moved out and i was like so what the fuck do i do when i'm by myself 
obviously like let's get drunk and go talk to someone or go hang out with be anywhere else but in my body right you know? right that's a hard one but it's definitely worth doing the work on i had a really hard time sitting still in my own skin for a long time yeah you know and i had my own distractions for sure i had my own things drinking and whatnot and i think the codependency thing is like really interesting because i'm like bad with that shit it's super built out of trauma yeah exactly. you know you're bonded by trauma absolutely this idea of um separation from your parents at a really really a, a important important age the lovers attached to this idea of needing one another right whereas Absolutely. love shouldn't be a, a, a need that has bled into my relationships actually which is crazy like my, my you know romantic relationships that, yeah that kind of dynamic bleeds into it a lot and it, and it is often the cause of like the end of my relationships you know yeah i'm gonna get in this lane that's a loop that'll you keep you'll keep going around until you figure that one out I'm getting better at it. That's what I was saying earlier about fucking renouncing my, I'm just done being, you know, in relationships right now. And I've always been in these public relationships, dude. Have you yeah. noticed that? Jesus fucking uh, Christ. Yeah, I mean, people Can take I pictures. Can I give it a break? Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, but it's not that hard to like not date a fucking another famous person. You can't you know? help who you fall in, in love with. No, I, know, I know, I'm just saying like my fucking, you know, I'm always folding on that. Cause every time I go through a breakup now, it's like, I gotta see somebody on a damn billboard or like, God, it's a bitch, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no clean separation there. Ah, dude. Was, and even if there is, you know, these people it, twist it and make it whatever they want it to be. Was the euphoric experience kind of acting's a whole other skill set? But yeah, I, I feel like there was a lot wrapped up in that role that you could identify with. Yeah, I mean, I was a drug addict, and coming onto a show, you know, mainly about drugs, is very difficult. Sam, the director and writer, was like. He got me a sober coach, somebody to be there, you know, all the mm. time. Did mm. not work because I was, you know. So you were doing scenes high. Oh my god, yeah, dude. I was so fucked up doing yeah. a lot of that show. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, but you know, I was reprimanded for it. I almost, you know, got kicked off the show. They took you aside. Hell yeah, they were like, bro, you cannot be doing this. But did they use any of the scenes that you were hired in yeah. the show? They had to. Bit of a double standard though, in a weird way, right? It's like we want you to be sober, we don't want you to like sit at. A standard for yourself or others on set but it's a great scene yeah that's entertainment dude you know they give you a bunch of money and they're just like yeah figure it out bud sink or swim are you excited about going back on the show especially now you're sober yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be sick you know i think i'm just i have a better dynamic with everybody i mean well uh, almost everybody almost everybody is that gonna make it is that gonna make it weird on set do you think uh no i think it'll be fine we're all adults kind of i'm trying well, you know, you're not the first actor to fall in love with the coast with the co-star, man. I know. It's pretty common. Yeah, it's a real thing, dude. You're in this fucking very sped up form of intimacy, like you know, these just things move so much faster. I was saying, like, it's like getting naked in front of somebody acting. You know, you're just doing this very silly thing, and you're just forced to be like the your silliest and like most vulnerable in front of somebody. And obviously, that accelerates any sort of intimacy that there might already be. And so relationships or, or flings are put on a fast track. You know what I mean? So it's a false foundation? It could be, in a sense, yeah, because sometimes whenever that slows down or the show's not happening, you're like, what the fuck do we talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. do you actually know who I am? We pulled up to the next stop, the Gulf Coast Motel. This was Dom's idea to visit a room where he and his family had lived for more than six months trying to make ends meet on the wrong side of the law. So I knew it was going to bring up a lot of really intense emotions and memories for him, but... As soon as we got out of the car, his whole energy changed. Yeah, buddy. All right. When was the last time you were back here? 
Uh, it's been a long time. I was yeah. banned from here. I took a piss over there, and the guy kicked me out <clears throat> a while ago. But I haven't been back here since, kind of. Wow. Definitely not in this room. I know. People always talk about coming back to places that are formative in your life. So what was going on when you were in here? Like, where was the money coming from? Why were you in here? Um, you know, like paper trails and shit. I feel like it's harder to trace um, where money's coming from, I think. They were right. just trying to keep it unpredictable, like right. funnel it into different businesses in Florida. And I think that my stepdad was probably very connected with just like the older people that kind of run the town. And uh, yeah. they own a lot of these businesses. And, yeah. you know, he'd grown up with these people and kind of like, you know, he knew about their demons and kind of took advantage of it. All right, so you know, there's the, the money that's coming in is 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 narcotics, it's drugs. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that as a kid? Do you do you, do you have strong memories of that time? Um, yeah. I mean, as far as the 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 drug use, you mean, or just yeah, just the scene. Yeah, I mean, man, uh, uh, I I'm kind of like desensitized to it because I grew up, you know, around uh, my family, um, just kind of they were just all drug dealers. You know what I mean? So. I'm, I was used to it. It didn't really, it wasn't so shocking to me. Mm -hmm. And I knew to keep it a secret when at school mm -hmm. as well. But it didn't bother me. It didn't like tear me apart inside, you know? It mm -hmm. was just something that I'd, I'd grown up with. Drugs were never really that um, scary to me. Three Nights, right, is the song that everybody sang back at you first. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're lucky if you get one of those songs in your life where everyone just takes it to heart. I know, that's and, a good one. And that happens, you know, when people start to kind of when they apply it to their life in ways that it's not necessarily relevant to the song it's kind of got to travel into people's lives in a billion different ways i know people hit me up about the meaning of that or certain lines about it and i'm like yeah i guess sure, sure. whatever it means for you sure. yeah yeah yeah. but yeah. now i've been spending time with you here and i realized that you know three nights in a motel under street lights in the city it's of quite Palms. literal it's literally about being stranded in these hotels and and you know yeah i grew up in them so i was always writing about them yeah and there were times you spent in the motel on your own with your brother too right Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Fucking crazy, eh? Life, man. It's like we were talking just as we pulled up about like what you're born into and how you translate it into maturity and, and use it for your adult experience. Yeah. You know, I can see you're still doing that. How important is music for you to, to understand it, even subliminally, the way you write? Um, it's becoming more important um, as I go on. I try not to think about it too technically, mm. but... I try to use it as like an extension of, you know, just to be honest through it. But I find that to be honest through it, you need to have a little bit of understanding and technical know-how. So yeah, each and every day, it kind of becomes a little bit more important to me, understanding the creation processes. What about the way that people respond to your music? What about applause, you know, um, fame, success, people telling you, people coming up to you at festivals or after concerts yeah. and telling you, I love you. And then you're Crazy. like, okay, I don't really, I yeah. gotta figure out what that means, right? Because your version of love is different. Yeah, I'm always thinking of it like they just don't know me well enough to see that this is all just kind of like, I don't know, because people were telling me that I kind of sort of look relaxed on stage. You do? I'm not really that relaxed, though. It's more of like kind of, I don't know if it's an act or it's just like something that I've learned how to do. I, I, I don't know. I'm always thinking that eventually people are gonna figure out this like ruse, this like fake, you know? Wow, you think you, like you're worried you're getting caught out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that imposter syndrome is mega common. That's, yeah. Amongst artists, at least I've spoken to throughout my life, at some point in your journey, I think when things are really good, you worry. I worry a lot, man, a lot. I don't know. I feel like a lot of my favorite artists have that problem, though. They're like, they're always thinking like, 
I find it funny when my favorite artists have that imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, what are you talking about? That's what I mean. About? It's really common, I think. Yeah. Only sort of doing it for a period of time and becoming aware of that no one can take it away from you, you know? Like, no one can stop you picking up a guitar and writing a song. Deal or no deal. That's true. Right? You're an audience now. Hmm. Is it weird being back in this room? It's really weird. I feel like tense. Shall we leave? I'm down. Thank you so much, because that was, this is too much. Should we go to the fucking beach? Yeah. Should we get the fuck that. out of here? I love that. I'd hey, love that. we're going to the beach. Growing up in Auckland, New Zealand, that was our solution for a lot of rough times. Just go to the fucking beach. Just cleansing, wash it off, and that's exactly what Dom did. After that really intense five, six minutes in the motel, he had a swim. And when he came back, it was really clear to me that the story we were there to tell was not where he comes from, but more where he is now and where he's going. Some of us didn't think to bring swimming trunks, bro. It's painful watching you get in that ocean. Are you guys gonna put this in slow motion? Um, how was the water? Oh, so nice. So jealous. It's like bath water every time. I love the ocean. I kind of grew up on the ocean. In fact, that's some of my favorite places to go. You know, yeah, just, just kind of clear, clear head and get over things. And that's kind of what I'm realizing. Like, as we were driving over here, I suddenly thought like, man, I've been listening to this album, searching for the themes and the, and the feelings and the emotions of this album. And I suddenly realized like, over the course of the day that you've moved on. Yeah, I have moved on. I made that album three years ago. Like yeah. really, you know, like I was saying, um, I made it when I was kind of in active addiction mm -hmm. and I was in no place to make music. So I had to spend a couple of years like in rehabs and, and things like that. But then um, when I came back, I was able to finish it. And it was such like a, it was exhausting. And it was like, really, I had to take a look inside myself. And there were so many emotional talks with producers, with people that was kind of sort of mentors or, or people I work with. And yeah. like, it was just a heavy, load on my shoulders that I'm grateful to be done with. And I understand that now that it is being released that I am, you should promote it. I am excited about it. On the hook it. for the subject matter a little bit. Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's nice, to, I think, to be able to come to this a place like this, finish here. Yeah. It's been an awesome day, by the way. I mean, I yeah, know it's been tough it. for you at times. The motel, I know, was tough for you. It was tough, yeah. Yeah. Thanks I, I, for letting us get out. Of out course, there. man. I don't want you to stay anywhere this hard. But at the same time, it's kind of nice to think that maybe this can be an opportunity for you to sort of say once and for all, like, that would, they, those were the circumstances that I was raised in. That was the horse I yeah. rode in on. That's not what my life is about anymore. Yeah, I, I'm done talking about it. I'm, I'm down to close that chapter of my life, yeah. you know? I feel like when I first kind of got here, it was all about where I came from, how I emerged from a, a jail cell or whatever and made it into this foreign, you know, industry. And then, and now I'm talking about how the growing up here has affected my life now. Mm. And I'm kind of just ready to, to move on with life. I think it's like clashing because I'm sort of trying to transition into adulthood. Yeah. I'm here at like 27, yeah. but I'm still talking about when I was like 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's yeah. my, my whole thing with it. Yeah. So how does life feel now going um, forward? More questions than answers? It's moving still, faster. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of questions, yeah. More questions than answers for sure. It's moving a lot faster, and I find myself having to readjust, and I find that if I really take too long and and sit on a decision, it affects other people, and then there's a chain reaction, you know? So I find that I have to be a little bit on my feet, but also, you know, all the things I've been through are, have kind of prepared me for, for this sort of lifestyle. You were saying you've already got another song you wanted to shoot a video for, so yeah. you're in a hurry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was saying that I, I just have been recording songs every day or, or writing them, and 
Really Every is. time I make a song, it's like I feel like it's my best song. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard not to like want to put it out, you know? Yeah. As soon as you make it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think a lot of artists will feel me when I say that. How are you about collaborations going forward? Because you've kept it pretty, pretty tight. I mean, Ariel's on this record. You, I think Kenny's on this record. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kenny's on the record. But these are people that Remy's on the record. Remy's on the record. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, you do a lot of it yourself, right? Yes. You prefer it that way? Uh, yeah. Now I do for sure. I think it's I need to be reaching out to these people. I don't need other people to, to do have it. Yeah, other people to do it for me, or even that artist reaching out to me. I think it's just like I have to be genuinely excited about it. Yeah. And I typically am not. About which is collaborating other artists, with other artists. Other artists. Yeah, I like I love like you know Dijon. But I'm just like, I'd rather, I don't want to be on a Dijon record. They're too good, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd just rather just listen to it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I think that as we've seen the kind of collaboration era really pick up momentum, um, and, and there's a lot of really valid personal reasons for people to want to work together. Yeah. I think collaboration is, is a beautiful part of art. But um, there's definitely a little bit of a kind of, a culture of like your followers plus my followers it's equals like more followers. It's like a fucking agenda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know when it was good in the 2000s. Also when Drake was doing that run. Yeah. That's when everyone. That's when it was cool. And also the remix era, like the ignition remix. Yep. That's when it was good. Now you're right. It feels like my followers plus your followers will yep. make sense. Will make a song. It's not all that way, but some of it feels like that. You like Drake? I love Drake. Same. Favorite. Same. He's like my favorite artist. Same. Yeah. Which Drake though? There's a lot of Drakes. I know. I mean, I like if you're reading this is too late, Drake. I like so good. I like chip on your shoulder. Drake. So good. Yeah. I like. Oh, you. Oh, you're counting me out. Take care, Drake. Fuck you, Drake. Yeah. Take care, Drake's Obviously, I listened to Take Care the other day on a plane ride, and I was like, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. Uh, he said uh, some nice things about you at Coachella. He did. That's my boy, low key. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You guys guys know each other a bit. Uh, yeah. I went to his house in Toronto. Wow. Dude, I've only nice ever guy. seen pictures and videos of it. It looks insane. Yeah, it is crazy, dude. No, it's it's a they got it figured out. <laughs> He's a real example of you can get money with this shit. You yeah, know? I also just like the way he carries himself. You know, he 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 doesn't take himself too seriously. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah, you know, on. he absolutely defends his patch and and is loyal to his team. Yeah. But he's he's willing to laugh at himself. He's the best. Yeah. Who else hasn't disappointed you that you met along the way? Um... Wait, didn't you do something with Paul McCartney? Yeah, he didn't disappoint me, man. He's still with it. He's yeah. still here all yeah. the way. You've talked to Paul, I bet. I love Paul. Yeah, he's still like... I don't know, some of the older stars that we fucked with and looked up to, kind of like, their opinions haven't really yeah. stood the test of time yeah. and certain things that they did and said. He's one of those guys that's just squeaky clean still. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Except for the whole Paul is dead thing. Yeah, but he didn't really have nothing to do with that. Um, what's really interesting about Paul is the way that he, um, he's found a way to be a Beatle live a normal life like how many people can come out of excessive levels of fame and notoriety at a point when the world was so small if you were massive back then mm -hmm. you were the biggest thing on the planet yeah. now there's lots of big yeah and big's always changing yeah like back then it was now like, big is like subjective it's like you know because i can walk down any like to some kids i'm like famous and yeah. a lot of people i'm just like yeah i'm not even when i would go out to clubs and shit like some guy would have to be next to me like yo it's He's famous, it's all good. And then the dude be like, I don't fucking know this kid. Like, fuck this kid. Because it's like... Did the euphoria thing change that, though? That it did. The euphoria it. definitely yeah, definitely changed it. But still, I still... <laughs> yeah. I've been broken into the A, B list, um, which is cool. That's a good thing. I, I don't want to go much further, though, right? I don't think you do. I mean, people yeah. say you don't want to, but I think you... 
somewhere deep down. Like, I dated this girl that was like, I don't know, I'm fine with where I'm at. I'm like, then why are you working so fucking hard? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. are we all working so hard if fame sucks so bad? Yeah. Fame's tight, dude. I like getting my fucking meals for free. You know what I'm saying? I like being, except for that whole bathroom thing, like people come up to me while I'm like taking a shit and are like, yo, Dom. I'm that like, didn't oh, happen. No, I did happen. No, at didn't. a movie theater in LA. Shut the fuck I was up. taking a shit and this guy was like, yo, Dom, bike? And I was like, oh, no. And I like, didn't move and then he was like, I heard that. Like talking about just me moving around in there. I hope that person is watching this right now. Do you think that person who's watching this right now is like, yeah, dude, that was me? Yeah, what is it? What if he is, he's a legend. I, I mean, if he is, he's doubling down on it. I'm <laughs> if he high fived his homie, then I'm like, okay. That was cool. me. Fucking hell. Social etiquette's a weird thing. I think, um, I think it's the one, one byproduct I've learned from talking to a lot of people who, who are very recognizable now yeah. is that we just lose our etiquette around them. We think like there's almost an ownership there that allows us to treat people a certain way just because that they've put themselves in front of us through their passion. Yeah. And I think it's really fucked up. I don't know, you know, because I wouldn't even... Typically when I have like a negative view on some of that things of fame, it's things that have risen from the internet. Right. Like, but that seems like it's always been a thing. Like people kind of just lose their mind when they're around famous people. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I they know, probably just... had no boundaries with Paul back then and shit like that. I mean, absolutely. You no. know, their stories. Yeah. That's why they're out. That's why they were like no more touring. I think that's one of the things you sign up for. And Drake, you know, it's funny speaking back to Drake. It always comes back to Drake. Mm. But he raps about these themes that are just consistent throughout fame and life. Mm. And every time I listen to a Drake song, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what we signed up for. This is what we signed up for. Yeah, yeah but you're at a different level. So okay, so you're at Coachella, and I know that I saw you guys hanging out. You're hanging out with um, a lot of people who are there on the bill. Blackpink, one of the most successful bands on the planet. Yeah. They are famous now. No, like, they're like, yeah. Out of control, That's, interstellar famous. There's some other shit, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't being around that and you see the way that they have to move, with the greatest respect to them, they have to move with security, they have yeah, to move with layers, time. right? Doesn't that make you go, mm, I don't know if I do want that? I'm down. As long as no one's trying to shoot me, because you can't dodge that. But, uh, I don't know. No, you're right, that does sound horrible. Security, I'm so bad with security. When we have security, I'm always like, trying to leave them. <laughs> like, they'll be like, they'll be like handling something, yeah. and I'll have like a girlfriend or something, I'll be like, go, uh, yo, Alex, go protect her. And then I just like, will slide off to yeah. the side. Yeah. I'm bad with security. Like my friend, like Leroy always rolls around with security. All the time. Do you think he needs it? Fuck yeah. Kids are annoying to him. Right. Yeah. Right, They're right, like, right. oh my, <laughs> and I mean, he grew up in the suburbs of Sydney, man, I like know, way yeah. out. That guy's, I mean, uh, think about Kid Leroy, people forget where he grew up. And Facts. When I first met him, I mean, he was a proper little rugged little Australian. Fucker. He's a little fucker. Yeah. I met him at like 15, too. He's like a little fucker. Isn't he the best? God, I love my peers. I think that's the best part about this job and yeah. releasing albums is that I get to keep hanging around these people and learning from these it people. It does feel like I a think, generation, right? I do think about like quitting music and, and being like, well, what else would I go do? And there's a million things I would go do, but I would miss this community and these group of people that understand me more than anyone right. else. Just my artist friends and just the community of young artists that I hang around. Even though I don't get to spend as much time with them, it's always meaningful. Meaningful to link up with them and see where they're at, how they're handling it. Like even Omar recently with his whole, yeah, with his, you know, finally. the renaissance. Oh, finally, fact. I don't know when that was coming, but I was like, that's gotta happen soon. Yeah. I think about artists within your generational spectrum and I, I think like, uh, you know, the access to the internet and the relationship you have through social media with fans that you can or cannot engage with, but is expected nonetheless, 
that's never been seen before on this level. Like, I, I wonder yeah. how you deal with that. Like, social media, you're born into social media. Yeah, shit's whack, honestly. Um, me and fucking Reed fight over that shit every day. He's like trying to get being... you to do stuff? Yeah, but for a good reason, because, like, I, if it were up to just me, you would never see me on that shit, you know? Do I mean, I would it? use it just for, like, drunk posts at 3 a.m., like, fucking killed this boy in Smash, like, <laughs> dumb shit. Because I never think to make a post about a song that I released. Like, mm. that's just not in my DNA. I don't know. I'm never like, oh, got a post about this shit that I made last night. But for some people, that's like a real fucking, that's the map. As I'm getting to know you, I realize there's a part of you that just is, it has, you have a serious corn radar. Like, you don't want to be corny. You don't want things to look. I think I'm just too conscious about being corny. I think that's corny. I think I'm corny for, like, not wanting to be corny. Well, you obviously think a lot. I do think a lot, I overthink a lot, and the stupid fucking internet has caused that and all these, you know, all this shit I do. That's why I'm just trying to get back to making music and then more albums. Should we go for a walk to the beach? I'd love to. What's this mean to you? How much time did you spend on that as a kid? A lot of time as a kid, man. I used to come down here and like get popsicles with my mom and kind of like watch her drink 80 pina coladas <laughs> while we just ran around. That's honestly really sad to me. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of childhood memories just kind of demolished there. We used to jump off the end of that shit, too. Wow. It looks a lot crazier when you're at the tip of it. It looks crazy from here. It does kind of, right? That's fucking really sad, I'm not gonna lie to you. What happened? Uh, the last hurricane that came through here just knocked it down, and they had actually reinforced it for the purpose of uh, withstanding hurricanes, and then, hmm. you know, obviously. Can you ever withstand a hurricane? I mean, in full force, it's like we do yeah. our best, right? Florida does it a lot, you'd be surprised. But this is beautiful, man. And uh, it's my first time being in what I consider sort of real Florida. Yeah, it you is. Know? It is. It's lovely. I mean, I never thought I'd be walking on a beach this beautiful down here off the coast of Florida. I don't know why. I know it's a beach town, but yeah, no, it's pristine, I mean, man. I just feel like this is the side of it that you really pay attention to, you know, the side that you kind of hear about from other people and, and word of mouth is always kind of the politics and all the violence that happens, but no one ever talks about fucking, look at this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love how attached to it you still are. I mean, you've been open about that. I love it. Yeah, I love this place. Would you ever settle here? Will you ever settle anywhere? Yeah, I'll settle here. I'll settle in, uh, um, I want to put my feet in here. Um, there's a place called Royal Harbor uh -huh. where the houses are huge and you just got it. Like, O.J. Simpson lives there and shit. Oh, shit. Oh, it's warm. It's so nice, ah! right? This is not the day to have left my swimming trunks back in Los Angeles. That's the bougiest shit I've ever said. That is, dude. <laughs> Yeah, what about the idea of, like, slowing down? I mean, it's, it's a strange question for a 27-year-old, but you've lived such a fast life already, and if we're talking about the future, balance has to be something that you've got to crave at some point, right? Or not? No, I, I, do, I do crave that, but I don't know. It, I feel like you got to push it all the way. you kind of got to ride this bitch out until the wheels fall off uh -huh. kind of deal, or else I feel like I didn't do it right. But um, I have, like my reservations about continuing in music and I really sometimes just want to find a nice girl that's like a doctor or a fucking lawyer or something or a nurse and just like hang out with her for the rest of my life and have a kid. That's that idea of stability again, right? That is my idea of stability and it's always in another person so maybe I need to rethink that. Yeah, that's that codependency shit we talked I'm about. I'm mad codependent. I love that you're putting it in the music because it really helps other people better understand themselves too. All right, man, so the next few months is touring. Touring. You're excited about that, you said? That's I'm good. I'm excited about touring with a new album that everyone gets to listen to. It's touring be... sober? Touring sober, yeah, I did that the last tour. Oh, good. It was great. So you've covered that? Yeah, yeah. That's good. It was difficult. That's a big learning curve. Not that, not that it's something that I really did a lot on tour because, you know, every tour 
has yeah. been this me playing catch up to all the other live artists. So I wasn't like getting super fucked up. Yeah. There was maybe a little point, like a stretch of months where I would drink a little bit, but I don't know. So the sunburn era, bro, calling time on all of that stuff. Man, it's been a crazy day. I'm really grateful that you brought us out here or invited us at least to come and spend some time in Naples. I'm, I'm not sure I would have had a reason to come. No, you would not have come. But I'm glad that I did. And uh, I know some of it's been a bit challenging for you to relive, but um, hopefully it, I guess you're a step closer to letting it go. I am. Yeah, thank you. I feel like this has helped a lot. Thanks, man. Congrats on the album. Thank you so much. Love. Love. See you down the road.